0: down your Pitchforks people and welcome to the latest episode of Triple Takeover, the fortnightly podcast all about plastic robots and whatever unhealthy snacks Liam has been having for his lunch this week. <laughs> Today we're stoking the fires of controversy a little by exploring some of the more hotly contested topics in the Transformers fandom. I'm talking about the kind of stuff that gets internet message boards all a fluster with correctile dysfunction, making angry keyboard warriors everywhere lose their cool before someone inevitably deploys the iconic prowl table flip dot gif. Or is it GIF? That's just the kind of contentious debate you can expect tonight, folks, so hold on to your butts. With me as ever are my two truly cantankerous co-hosts. Firstly, we have a man whose ability to mouth off incorrect opinions is already the stuff of legend, from thinking that no one wanted to hear a podcast about Omnibots, to talking smack about Generation 1 Grimlock. It's Maz from Transformers Square wrong. (laughs) At your service. Next, we have someone who erroneously imagines Judd Nelson in all kinds of unusual (laughs) places. And is pathologically unable to reference a simple product ID number without wanting to stuff in a few extra O's. It's Liam from Toybox Nopebox.
1: This isn't fair, because that's too funny, and now I can't say anything, because I just want to laugh.
0: <laughs> Gotta live with it, mate. <laughs> my name is 6O, but more on my own faultless adherence to all things factual later, as together we are Triple Takeover, and we're here to set the world to rights. Or maybe just fuck shit up. But before all of that, how are you both doing, chaps? Brilliant, especially after that intro. Thank you very much. Yeah.
2: Wow, this is going to be a fun night.
0: Yeah, so well, we're all here to discuss some controversial topics, of course, but uh, hopefully neither of you are feeling too controversial tonight. You both look uh, looking well. Feeling well. Quite, you know, how it goes. Excellent. So it's flu season out there. I've been a a little bit under the weather myself. I don't know about both of you, but
1: uh... I'm drinking a Lemsip instead of something alcoholic (laughs) for the first time on this podcast. That's where we're at.
0: And I'm sat here with an old rum and coke in hand because I thought that was going to be the the mood de jour. You too. I live in the
2: Arctic Circle and I'm fine. <laughs> I've got a beer.
1: You're conditioned to it. You told us the heating is on everywhere you go, 24 hours a day. So
0: not outside.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's,
0: it's definitely not on outside. You, you're all kitted out for it yeah. though, aren't you? You're all like, yeah, you know, you go outside there and you've, you've got like 18 layers on. You look like that episode with Joey where he wears all the <laughs> yeah. Chandler's clothes. Are you are you fat shaming me now? That's literally the opposite of what I, I said. That you were wearing a lot of clothes. Eighteen layers, though. That's dangerously accurate. Yeah, sounds about right. I, I've been, I've been round your neck of the woods, not specifically to Iceland, but I've been to Norway, and that was uh, I remember it well. Yeah. Uh, how much all the thermal undergarments and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So.
1: We had snow last week.
0: No, scratch that. We had snow this week. <laughs> I was, that this was week.
1: mystified by that photo you put on Twitter the other day when you were outdoors looking at the northern lights or whatever, but there was no snow. I just assumed where you live is snow one hundred percent of the time.
2: Well, the thing is, it was so clear that you just knew the temperature was plummeting. And uh, sure enough, I think it was the next day we had snow.
1: Wow. I just assumed like everything there was built on snow. Like all your houses had skis on the bottom so you could move about easy.
2: easy. The problem is it snows and then the next day it rains heavily, gets rid of the snow, and then everything is wet. And then overnight it's sub-zero and everything freezes. And then it's proper treacherous for walking, for driving, for everything.
1: Ice skates all around.
0: Whereas here, we we get like, like a, a bit of rain or maybe like, a, what, a quarter inch of snow, something like that. And all of the trains stop running and everybody like loses their minds and can't get to work and whatever else. It's... Um, it's a bit sad.
1: This country shuts down every time there's any kind really of does. minute change in the weather. If it goes up a degree, like, everyone's like, oh, it's too hot, you know, everyone's staying indoors, there's a hosepipe ban, you know, if it rains a little bit, there's floods.
0: Yeah, I, I remember my favourite being late for work one day was because the, the trains had stopped running, and uh, they they it was the middle of summer, and they were like, oh, it's the wrong type of heat <laughs> for the trains to run, and it's like, <laughs> what? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure someone listening to this maybe knows more about that than I do, but it, uh, it, didn't, it didn't really make you feel much better about the situation. Let's I think we've, we've safely...
2: Confirmed that no one on this podcast knows anything about trades.
0: <laughs> well, that's Liam. He thinks we all know everything about you two trades. over there,
1: your anoraks and your notepads.
0: I, I genuinely, anybody that's listened to that recording of that minisode is is going to know that that is just not I, I, the case I was at Completely
1: all. mystified. I was walking to work the other morning and saw a tram, and the first thing I thought of was Maz. I thought he was going to pop out of a bush and tell me what it was, you know, as it was going past. I would have just said it's a tram. No, you wouldn't. You'd you'd have told me the official designation, and you know. How many wheels it's got.
2: Yeah, and you would have put a zero in it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've got... Can I tell my great story about that, actually, before I forget?
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. You, bu- you built it up a bit now.
1: So, you know how you guys always make fun of the fact I say MPO?
0: Vaguely familiar, yeah. Mm.
1: Okay. Yeah, this is a-, a running theme. So, you also know that I go attend college on Tuesday nights. I'm doing a maths course. Yep. Right. So, yeah. I answered a question that the teacher guy, professor or whatever his name is, was asking, and I got it right. Except he then did that thing where he, he said, what's the answer? And I went, oh, it's 6 And he goes, it is. But are you sure? And then I started to doubt myself. But very confidently, I'm there going, yeah, absolutely. And then... He proceeded then to then go on this 10 minute explanation of how saying O oh, is wrong instead of zero. Oh, wonderful. And I've literally sat there in front of this whole class of people and he's right there on the blackboard <laughs> and all this. And he's like, I'm not having a go at you, but you know, people do this. If you wrote this on an exam, does he listen to the podcast? I think my favorite
0: part was that it was six O as well. Yeah, you know. it was. Why is he asking you questions about me?
1: <laughs> it, was, it was one of those, one of those questions like that. And, um, cause he was asking about, um, you know, extra digits or whatever. And I was just all ratted it up. And then I was sat there and I burst out laughing because I was like, This is going to be a great story for the podcast. I was like, I can't believe this is actually happening in real life. I love <laughs> the
0: idea of you telling like the podcast story in your maths class, though, being like, Hey, guys, <laughs> guys, <laughs> there's this really funny bit on our podcast, yeah? And then we'll just be like, huh? I, I was telling the tutor
1: afterwards, I was like, That was actually really funny because of this. So and he was like,
0: Yeah, yeah, sure, cool, cool story, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so as ever, don't forget that we are sponsored officially by tfsource.com, so you can check them out for all your Transformers and third-party needs. Big thank you to them for sponsoring the pod. We'll do a little segment uh, about their site and see what's in stock uh, a little bit kind of later on in the episode, around the middle or so, uh, maybe not specifically the middle, but you know, around then we'll, we'll get to it. So that should be fun. Uh, and uh, we've also got uh, a bit of an old Patreon, don't we, Maz?
2: Yes, we do have a Patreon, the Triple Takeover Patreon. We have four glorious tiers, and those in the highest Sixos Butler tier uh, they get lots of exclusive perks like mini Sodes. And of course, uh, everyone will have been treated to a mini Sode very recently, the cassette combiner one. So you all will have very clearly seen what you're missing on a regular fortnightly basis. So. You want to sign up for those, you want to be in on all those in jokes at the ground level, and uh wanna say a big thank you to all our patrons. Get it? Patrons, because they pay. Oh man. And it's Tron. I
0: can't believe you actually went there.
2: Yeah, I did.
1: They they're paying Tron. That's a different podcast, isn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, sign up. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. Go there.
0: Sign up. Have things.
1: Surely you have to have a listen to the free one. They'll already will have signed up, so you know. Welcome on board, guys. <laughs>
0: You don't, wouldn't you? It can't just be me that heard that when you were saying about Four Glorious Tears and imagined it to the, the tune of... Um, what's that Christmas song? Five Gold Rings, um, Partridge and a Pear Tree. Twelve
1: Days of Christmas? Yeah.
2: You know, all you're doing, you're just creating enough rope to hang yourself with at TF
0: Nation for things that people then ask you to do. That's all that you're doing. Well, well I'm more imagining it on a t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? Just like, Four Glorious Tears. I don't know. Something that, like... That's
1: how Christmas Christmas offerings sorted out. <laughs> There are four tiers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? So, uh, so yeah, and we do have a, a Redbubble as well, where you can buy merch. So check that out. Uh, we'll we'll drop the address later on. Uh, spare spare me doing it now. Or trying to remember what it is, but you can check us out on Redbubble as well, where you can get loads of that merch. So we do make t-shirts and mugs and all kinds of good stuff. So leggings, a, a lot. We of make leggings. leggings. Yeah, yeah, we do make leggings. Can I
1: make an on-topic suggestion? Christmas stocking. Can can they do that in Redbubble? A triple takeover Christmas stocking?
0: Um, I don't know actually. I don't know if they they do that or not. I've not seen that option. You just want to put a Santa hat on Razor Beast or something? Yeah, and a
1: little Christmas stocking. You know, like everyone leaves out for Santa on Christmas Eve.
0: They do socks. They could just be regular sized socks for for very tiny for microasters. That works. Or whatever. Maybe that'll have to do. Right, and tonight the topic is controversial. Opinions, which is a bit of a weird one, I know, but we talked about this and said, wouldn't it be fun, <laughs> fun, one the famous last words, to talk about some of the more polarizing topics within the Transformers fandom? And I'm sure that when we get to talking about a few of them, people will kind of go, oh, God, this, you know, it's, it's those ones. It's the uh, the very kind of classic things that, as soon as you start talking about them, inevitably it creates a bit of debate, you know, and people can't really agree uh and it's that kind of stuff and if anything there's a, a little bit of catharsis about this is we're going to attempt anyway to form uh, a kind of consensus on some of these topics and see if we can put it to bed as it were Do you know what I mean kind of settle the debate once and for all so we're going to start with one of the most infamous topics of all this is probably the the poster boy of contentious topics for transformers if you will it's rumble and frenzy which is blue which is red so, of course, this is a, a, a big one. Lots of people debate this. This is like the classic uh, debated topic in Transformers, isn't it? Because, of course, there are multiple sources for these two characters. There are toys, there are cartoons, well, the cartoon, uh, the the comics. They've existed in uh, both colours, in toys. They've existed in media in both colours as well. But uh, what what are your guys' thoughts then on Rumble and Frenzy, red or blue? I mean, this is the
2: same for me, is being asked whether the glass is half empty or half full. If you're emptying the glass, it's half empty. If you're filling the glass, it's half full. And this is just... I have the most boring philosophy on this, honestly. It's like <laughs> the the toy is called Frenzy, the blue one. So when I refer to the blue toy, I use the word Frenzy. And that's what I call it in my collection. Oh, you know, has anyone got a nice condition Frenzy? I'm looking for one. When it's the cartoon... The blue one is called Rumble, so I refer to him as Rumble. Hey, did you see what Rumble did? Who are you having these conversations yeah, with? Yeah, no, know.
0: Like,
1: his little toys. That's who he's having them with, aren't you?
0: Hey, did you see what Rumble did? Who's, who's <laughs> that with? Is
1: that, is that with your wife? He's holding up Rumble and Frenzy to go, hey, did you see what you did? Yes, who did? <laughs> if <laughs> so... I'm talking
2: about Rumble, I'm talking to Frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Right. But yeah, that's, it's just I just don't see why there needs to be any more discourse about it. Well...
0: You would say that, and yet somehow it's been what is it thirty thirty seven years now, and this topic is still raging. I mean, it's still to the point of uh, you know you mention it online, and it it creates a lot of debate. I'm 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 kind of with you. Do you know what I mean? That there is a very logical answer to it, and yet somehow you still cannot post about this. You can't post a picture of those two toys without someone bringing it up yeah. uh, in the comments, which is always mad to me.
1: You know why that is. It's because they want to be right. That's it. They want to tell you they're right, even though they're not. It doesn't matter. The red red (laughs) one or the blue one. Who
0: cares? Toys, isn't it? So are you going with a wholehearted both then?
2: Well, yeah. The toy is blue. Frenzy. Toys Frenzy. The blue one. And the cartoon one is Rumble. And I don't know about the comics one.
0: Comics was the same as the toys. So in the comic, Marvel comics, um, Rumble uh, was the the red one. Red and blue. Uh, Not red and blue. Red and black, sorry. Uh, get it even more confusing. Although it was kind of actually red and blue because oh, of the way that they shade the the comics and things. Um, but uh, yeah, no. So he was the the red one in the. It's comics. funny because
2: actually the the recolored micro change cassette was red and blue.
0: The one that right. came to be known as enemy. Enemy. Yeah. 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 He's kind of a halfway house, if you like, of mm. the two of them, wasn't he? So, uh, so Liam, are you are you very much a, a both? Then Is that your answer on the whole yeah, thing as well? Yeah,
1: mine's pretty much whatever Hasbro tell me it is for that particular franchise. That's what I go with. So Right. Yes, both of them. There we go, both the bows.
0: So I feel like, at, in, in some ways, you're, I feel like, it doesn't that kind of tip your hand, though, towards saying that the toys are taking precedence for you guys then, in, in some ways? Because, I mean, even then, you know, saying about Hasbro and not Sunbow, uh, doesn't that kind of mean that the, the toys are the lead? I don't know what it is about this discussion
2: where people just don't hear the facts. (laughs) And and you're starting immediately. like, no, that's not what I said. I mean, literally, when I'm talking about the toy, the blue one is the one I refer to as Frenzy. Because it's the blue one who's the toy called Frenzy, like it says on his box. And the car, Look at you smirking away. This is exactly what you wanted, (laughs) isn't it? I always said you were a stirrer, and that's exactly what you're
1: doing. I
0: don't know what you're talking about. Uh, For
1: me, it's... They could be whichever one you want it to be. The amount of times I've had the the toy... friends over Rumble, the blue one there we go and he's been rumble in that picture that's been quite happy to, yeah, yeah, to be yeah. that
0: yeah oh yeah i do yeah 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 but but I mean, look, let's put the argument to, to, to one side for a second. I, I completely agree with you. Like, I'm very much, I don't, I mean, firstly, I don't really care, <laughs> do you know. <laughs> so there is an element of, like, these are toys. And, and it's, I suppose to me, I, the thing I find most interesting is that it creates such debate. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing that squarely for me is, like, why is it such a big topic? Um, And the fact that people kind of feel the need to kind of take it to that nth degree of as you said Liam having to kind of almost be right you know having to like kind of stamp their firm opinion on it and let it be known because I agree with you the opinion you didn't ask for yeah because there's mu- there's multiple sources uh for for you know the correct answer and it really does depend on what you're referring to if you're talking toys or comic Rumble is red if you're talking cartoon he's blue mm-hmm. so I completely agree with that um and see the logic of that but yeah no if I was posing a shot and I was taking a photo. Then, yeah, if I was doing a tune scene, then yes, Rumble would be blue for me. These, for these, sure.
1: th- these sorts of arguments always mystify me. I know we're quite early on, but it's like, literally, these toys can be anything you want them to be. You know, you're not like beholden to what Hasbro told you they're called. Mm. It's like we have this with um, Slag and Slug at the minute. And if you call him Slug, as Hasbro do, someone would be Slag and vice versa. But it's like, it doesn't matter. It's your toy at the end of the day. It's no. whoever you want it to be in your own mind.
0: People get very hung up on the names of these things and the, the kind of identity. It's like Autobot jazz and stuff like that, isn't it? When people get those mm. those kind of slightly altered names, people get really kind of upset about it. Do and people it's like, even notice
2: that? Like, yeah, surprisingly. Does that even cross your mind for a moment when you are purchasing a new toy yeah. who
0: is jazz to you? And Not me,
2: but people do. Sixo, when you're doing one of these tune recreations and you have the little blue cassette guy, Mm-hmm. And you say in your caption something like, you know, Rumble. Maybe it's the scene where Starscream is telling Rumble his time will come at the beginning of the pilot. And, he, and you put in quotations the name Rumble. When you then have the little photo icon where you explain what toy yeah. is in your photograph, you'll then use the word frenzy, won't you? Because that's what well, the Well, if is. it was
0: a frenzy toy, then yes, I would. If it was like the G1 frenzy toy, yes, I would put G1 frenzy. You're all for engagement. I suggest you engineer a post
2: (laughs) to be as controversial as possible where you recreate a scene where you have to use the name Rumble in in the quote but then you have to say what toy it is and it
0: needs to be a frenzy toy that would be fun That would be fun to see. It would get a lot of responses, I've no doubt, because it always does. And that's kind of why, if anything, that's why we're talking about it. That's why I brought it up is because it's just one of those topics that will never die. And, you know, as much as I'm like, oh, you know, we can give the definitive answer here. We can be all sensible and logical and whatever. I know that, you know, in a week's time, whatever it may be, maybe it'll be more. It'll come up again. It will be a debate again, for sure, because it just it's going to go on and on and on. So The one that actually I think is interesting is the Masterpiece Toys, uh, because it follows the original toys. I was just so, going to ask. i have yeah.
2: forgotten. MP18, wasn't it? That was the cassettes. You missed uh, a no.
0: I'd need to check the numbers, oh, to be it? completely honest. No, no, no. no, no MP18 16. is one of the Datsuns. Oh, yeah. uh, 18 is Prowl, I think. So 13 was Soundwave, 14 was Red Alert. No, 18's Blue Streak, sorry. 18's Blue Streak, 17 is Prowl. So it must have been fifteen and sixteen then. With the cassettes. I think it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: what was the blue one called? I've actually completely forgotten. What was the? Masterpiece they follow
0: the G one toys. So this, this is the weird thing. So it was pre masterpiece being supremely cartoon and all of that. And and I imagine if they did them now, or if they were to do a Soundwave version two, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Let's be honest. Um, I've no doubt that they'll they'll call them by the cartoon names. But yeah, the original ones. Um, the, those cassettes to go with MP13. Uh, yeah, Rumble is red and Frenzy is blue. But they've never really gone with cartoon names. It's all been Japanese G1 names.
2: For example, Alert and Lambor. So they've never actually really stuck to cartoon. Convoy! Laser Wave. Exactly, yeah. So Yeah, yeah. Very true. They kind of stick to
0: their own original naming convention. They've got their own their own thing. But yeah, it's uh, one of those, isn't it? It's just interesting that those are the specifically the names that they gave them. So... Um, I do think they'd do it the other way around now, though, but maybe I'd be wrong.
2: It's it's amazing how this all came to be as well, because if you really wanted to go down the road of, of picking the names, it would be, obviously, uh, Bob Budiansky had to give names to toys to then be featured in uh, Marvel Comics, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we've got the spin-out, Sunstreaker, all that kind of nonsense that was all very confusing. Is it anywhere remotely as confusing for the cassettes, or is it really clearly laid out what... Um, What's what there? Because that would have been the first instance that the blue toy would have been named, right? Uh,
0: I I think it's been explained how it happened. I think it was clearly... If memory serves, I'd need to refresh my memory, but I think it's just literally a cartoon mix-up and that's that. I don't think there's the same kind of debate about what went on behind the scenes, you know, with Sunstreaker and Sideswipe and all of that. I think it's literally the toys were the toys... Bob named them what they are and then someone at Hasbro just got them the wrong way around uh, and I think it's it's been confirmed that that is just what it is.
2: The thing is, we say the cartoon got it the wrong way around but maybe it's the colours they got the wrong way around because obviously the name Rumble is really descriptive and it's the perfect name for the little cassette that causes uh tidal oh, waves yeah. and yeah yeah so that's the perfect name to use for the character that features quite heavily in the first episode of the transformers animated show so i guess the mix-up would have been like well do we use the blue one or the red one yeah, well, yeah. Actually, i think the blue it, I... one's probably better looking let's go with that one i oh. think
0: it's literally that it's just it's purely that because frenzy is definitely the name that is more associated with the one that you know, the the in the back and all of that has that particular set of skills because it's all mm. to do with oh, I forget exactly how how it's said now, but it's all it's it's a name that it's abilities. That oh, wasn't it fit the, the rolling of the
2: drums? He rolls his drums because we had this. I actually asked Bob, didn't I? Well, someone else had mentioned it, and then I tagged Bob, and oh, turned out that it, was, I've done um, that it was about the rolling of the drums on the cassette causes these vibrations.
0: Uh, okay, right, yeah, got you. I do I do recall that now. That's interesting. Yeah, and and obviously Rumble's name is is very particular there, but I think uh, I think it's just a, a color swap in the cartoon. I don't mm-hmm. think it was yep. about the names or anything like that. I think Rumble was meant to be Rumble, and at some point maybe he was you know black and red, but became blue, and that's it. So, I think that's um, the question: was the
2: color swap in the cartoon deliberate? Was it um, an aesthetic choice that was made? Could well have been,
0: could well have been, or it might have just been a mix up. Because that was the, the
2: Decepticons, sense. really, wasn't it? Blue, little bit of purple,
0: bit of. Those kind of generic on jets that, you yeah, know. Uh, if anything, in the cartoon, it kind of became a bit moot then when you when you also got Frenzy with pile driver ability as well, yeah. you know. And it kind of, you know, at that point, like, who gives us stuff? <laughs> because they do the yeah. same thing. I mean, weren't there so,
2: multiple rumbles in that one scene where they're lining up by the dam? Like, there were multiple reflectors, multiple rumbles,
0: just... A lot of reflectors, a lot of seekers. I don't recall if there were multiple. Maybe there were multiple cassettes. Um, actually they p- quite probably were uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all so but yeah I mean it, it's, it's what Liam said it's it's all kind of nonsense stuff really isn't it it's just it doesn't actually matter it's just fascinating that we as you know grown adults continue to have this major debate even to this day. It's like
1: trying to apply rules and logic to places where there aren't any are there? it's like if you say like mm-hmm. there's just an animation error people have to create a character or find some way of you know, rationalising it within that sort of world.
0: It's it's one of those where you can't, it's what we said earlier, you can't tweet about it without putting the entire and very full context within your tweet to make sure that everyone understands that you know which one is which in which context and you you do understand you have to
1: issue a clarification don't you
0: yeah exactly there's like a whole like sodding disclaimer that needs to be attached to every tweet or post or whatever about it just to make sure that everybody understands that you are fully in on the joke that would be so funny if, if you just posted three
2: photos of the blue one called it whatever you did and then the fourth photo was just a super long disclaimer <laughs> on twitter <It's> like
0: some- <laughs> I might have to do that for now I'm going to write something up a bit of boilerplate you know what I mean and just yes. uh, <laughs> just you know sort of sign it at the bottom or whatever like I, I I am fully you know aware of the context here and everything cuz so, uh, so what's the
2: conclusion? Like if if we're putting
0: the okay. Transformers world to rights let's put it to bed let's put it to okay. bed. So are we are we all agreed so it's it's source dependent right? It's not like the most definitive solution in the world but if you're talking cartoon he's Rumble is blue if you're talking toys or comic or pretty much anything else, Rumble is red. We can go with that. Yep. Liam, you sound dissatisfied. Well, it,
1: I'm sort of more of the opinion of it's whoever you want it to be. Call it Steve. Call it Jeff. Right.
0: <laughs> no, we established
2: very clearly that Steve was a member of Steve. Oh, Box. yeah, sorry. <laughs> we, did. we did. He was, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. the, the we gorilla <laughs> or something. I don't know. But, but yeah, whatever
1: the source is, that that makes the most sense,
0: doesn't it? Well, that's round 1 done. So we've uh, we've done pretty well with old uh, Rumble and Frenzy now. Let's uh, let's mix it up a little bit. And this one should be I think a, a really interesting one. Uh we're going to talk a bit more about toys now. Uh and the topic is about transformations. Uh and this is one that I'm really interested in because I think that there's definitely no right answer with this one. It is very much a matter of opinion. Uh it's regarding f- transformations and fake parts. So do fake parts or faux parts as some people like to call them do they spoil transformations or should transformers totally move away from it and you know never feature them ever again so i am of course talking about well the classic being you know that everyone thinks of is mp10 uh, previously mp1 of course with the the two grills so he has one grill for uh cab mode one grill for robot mode uh and so it's a fake part. It's it's comes, you know, it, it comes out during transformation to make the robot mode look a certain way, but the grill that you see in his robot mode you will never see in the truck mode. So it's it's sort of superfluous. And we've seen this very recently with stuff like MP52 Starscream, which uh has a fake cockpit cockpit. Could <laughs> I say it right there? Fake whoa, fake what? Fake cockpit <laughs> chest. Uh versus the the real cockpit on the jet, which actually slides in behind it as one example. So uh, are these are these solutions because they're they're nothing new, um, but they are becoming more and more prevalent, I think. Uh are they ruining transformations? Are they are they keeping you up at night? What what do we think, Lads?
1: I don't mind. As long as the toy's good, I genuinely don't mind. I'm I like parts forming. I don't. prefer one or the other. I just take it on a case by case basis.
0: Well, parts forming is is a is a. Let's keep parts forming to one side because that's, I think, a very separate topic all by itself. But parts forming, uh, it sort of implies that stuff comes yeah. off, doesn't it, and sort of sets to one side. Whereas this is very much about faux parts that are built in, as it were. I guess. I guess there is a kind of periphery or cross crossover, maybe, with parts forming to some degree. But
1: yeah, I, I, I don't mind the fake parts. I mean, sometimes. I do get a little bit of a yearning for how the vintage toys felt. Like, you know, when you flip side swipes, chest over, and stuff like that. And then when you see that on modern toys, you see other bits. Like I like say with Optimus Prime's grill, it's a fake one. But for the most part, as long as the toy's good, I don't mind.
2: Maz? I'm going to have to go really boring again with the answer. And just, like, it's not a fake part. It's a real part. It's on the toy. Yeah. All right? So just put that fake nonsense away. Secondly... Does it make the transformation bad? I don't know who said it, but one of the great freedoms in life is being able to decide how you react to something. So if you've set your expectation to the point where you are disappointed and you decide to be frustrated, you decide to be miserable about something, you've got to go back and look at your own what did I decide Mm. needed to happen. If you've decided that a transformation needs to be 100% I don't know is the word even pure where every single vehicle or alt mode part moves in a way that it goes to where it's supposed to be in robot mode maybe and this is all based on how it looked in an animation model that let's face it those original ones weren't drawn and created to the kind of degree where they would be 100% replicated in a physical design So when you say, is it disappointing, are you actually saying that you are disappointing that a designer of a toy did not find a way to achieve aesthetic perfection in both modes while having a hundred step transformation and still using the same part that actually doesn't look remotely the same in two modes because you know better that it should have had an extra flip. They should have done this. I don't know, man. Does it really make a transformation not fun? Like, do you go through the transformation on MP10 and get to the end of it and go, damn, that was a fun transformation. Oh, hang on a minute, they yeah, no, right. no, no, no refund. You know, is, yeah, if yeah. that's where you're at, then wow, I didn't realise I was so passionate about this.
0: Uh, I am as well. I, I'm, and, <laughs> but, and again, like not to, not to be you know not to be boring. I feel like um, actually the three of us are pretty reasonable with this kind of stuff. I was thinking about this when we were doing this topic, and this, and we'll always try and find the kind of. The nuances and the shades of grey and the the kind of the understanding behind what's trying to be achieved and things like that. But I have to say fake parts is one and I agree with you, it's it's a silly name for them, but you know, for the sake of it to identify what they are or whatever. But I'm with you. I do not see the problem with it. And I I think for me the funny thing is is that people consider it lazy. So you see some real vitriol about it online where people get so cross about it. And I see numerous posts people posting about toys that they don't even own that they've got no intention of owning and dissing them because they have some element of you know quote unquote fakery or whatever and saying that it's you know it's awful uh you know that they that they like pure transformations or whatever on the call it and um i i find it mad because the the bit where the people refer to it as lazy is the bit where i have to kind of you know eye roll a little bit because it's actually the complete opposite of lazy. That's the thing. Like, if you take something like MP52 as the as the most recent example in my mode, that's the Starscream, I mean, could they have had it where the cockpit flipped round to become the chest? Yes, they absolutely could have done that. And if you've ever held 52 in your hands, it's a blooming engineering marvel. Do you know what I mean? Say what you will about the toy or how it looks or any of that. But there's, there's, the engineering is out of this world. It's insanely good. And there's no doubt in my mind that they could have had the cockpit rotate mm-hmm. round and clip into place yeah. if that's what they'd wanted to do. But they took Wouldn't the decision. Wouldn't have fulfilled the yeah. brief if it right, done Right, exactly, that. exactly. They took the decision. The brief is, look as, like it's been ripped out the cartoon. So they took the decision to include extra parts, additional engineering, more development, more, all of that, to, to get that result. So how's that lazy? I it's don't, the opposite. <laughs> it's
2: the direct, lazy would have been just to do the, the 12 exactly. and keep it yeah. like g1 was because oh well
0: it doesn't quite look right but you know at least there's no exactly. fake parts yeah no i'm completely with you on that yeah. one I, I i think it's kind of mad and i get that you know people might be i don't know they might have a preference that everything sort of slides into place or whatever but i think it's I maybe it's dependent on the type of toy i think it's what you said maz it's you know it's some toys like masterpiece is the obvious one but even uh, more recent you know war for cybertron stuff is all designed to very specifically reference and homage a design that is thirty, forty years old that is normally a cartoon that is not exactly you know some of those things were were mocked up off pictures and things like that of the original toys So they they don't really look like anything. They're not fully fleshed out 3D models. So, you know, the the designers are having to make these things work in actuality. So maybe it's it's a preference on toy design then. You know, if you want toys that look like the cartoon or not. Does
2: any toy have to achieve what a Transformer does? I mean, imagine... I mean, if anything is going to be called lazy, can we maybe talk about those original animation models then? Yeah. (laughs) And... What the current designers have to accomplish is they have to create realistic alt modes, which also kind of look like the lazy animation models in vehicle mode for Masterpiece. And then they have to be complex, multi-stage, high parts count transformations that make everyone go, Ooh, engineering. And yeah, then they yeah, have yeah. to look like a robot that, with all those vehicle parts, has somehow ended up curved and smooth and featureless in some respects in robot mode, And be poseable to the kind of nth degree and solid. And this is a... What other toy line is achieving this? I know. know. And yet it's not good enough.
0: You get all the armchair... Toy engineers out, don't you? With the with the photoshops and the and all of that, and and moving bits around, and like, oh, this bit could go here, and why do they need to include this extra fake part? It could have just bent up from that angle, and you get all the little red circles and arrows going. Mistransformed. On, that malarkey, That's always you know? my favourite. <laughs> yeah, Making all
1: stock photography and on display by the people who made it yeah. and designed
0: it. clearly that bit is meant to clip into here even though i've got no actual physical knowledge of this toy in hand i've never seen it in the flesh you know i i don't know what's going on i've purely seen a very blurry picture of it from this you know someone snapped at a convention i can tell you categorically now that this is mistransformed
2: that's the argument isn't it? like shouldn't i have the right to expect that a toy that costs three hundred dollars should not include fake parts Well, listen, if you want $300, what are you paying for? You're paying for amazing engineering. You're paying for modern toy technology. You're paying for vehicle licenses. You're paying for accurate in both modes and every accessory under the sun to make sure that no cartoon nook and cranny is left untouched. And yet, when that is achieved with this kind of fantastic work and... Believe me, it has to be achieved this way because that robot mode grill does not look like that vehicle mode grill. Yeah, exactly. Or chest does not look like a car bonnet in real life. If you want a real Lamborghini uh, bonnet to look like Sideswipe's robot mode chest, that's not going to look much like a Contash. I'm sorry. So if you want all of that, that is what Masterpiece is giving you. And that has required research and development. And that has Mm -hmm. required top-level engineering to achieve that in a way that is actually says, well, no, why can't the chest slide out? Be quiet.
0: Yeah, you know yeah, yeah.
1: because that is not the
2: aim of that line
1: i like your teacher voice came out there be quiet i like that <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the thing i i think you said the word preference that that's really the key here it's like it you is. create these musts and shoulds and has yeah. to be's and then when it's not like that you get disappointed whereas you could have just uh, just told yourself i would prefer yeah. if it didn't use faux parts but the fact that it does and achieves these two modes means that it's achieved something great but it's probably not for me but i can still be a happy human being and carry on
0: i think that's it it's all nuance it's all it's all in how i'm not even like dictating how people should phrase things or whatever that's not what i'm about but it's it there is an element of you said just mentally not getting upset about things and maybe just acknowledging that things can be clever even if you have a preference for something else mm. i don't know it's it's not you know, faux parts, parts forming all of that. It's not a crime. It's not. Like, do you know what I mean? You're not. It shouldn't be offensive to anybody. It's just. It's the stylistic choice. And
1: you don't have to buy it either. That's always the thing that gets yeah, me. Like you hit on there when you said, like, if I'm paying three hundred pounds, it's like, but you don't have to pay three hundred pounds for that. If that's not for you, walk on past. There's plenty of other things that are. Yeah. yeah and I think yeah. that's because how I always buy toys is if I like them. The ones I don't like, I don't buy. But people have. Just, That's far too rational. It genuinely (laughs) mystifies me when I see people like complaining about this toy that they've watched 350 videos of in advance so they know exactly what they're getting and they've still bought it and they still have all the same complaints but they behave like they've been forced into buying it. It's like, I've had to buy this version of Starscream. So they're like, you don't. There's like, 50 other ones or you just wait for someone else to do something else or
2: no one is forcing you. I just can't understand this this thing that it would be disappointing, like it makes it a disappointing toy. It's almost like there was one box that you insisted this toy had to take design wise to make it a good toy. Well, how do you know that would have made it a better toy and transformation? What if you actually had to get that grill through that mass of 300 moving parts to then reproduce its position in another mode? That might actually have been a proper nightmare.
0: Well, this is what I often think, actually. Because, I mean, the, the one I would cite as in recent memory, actually, is uh, MP44. Now, I, I actually do remember the first time... I'll go back a bit, actually. I remember the first time I discovered the fake grill on MP1. And I do remember being like, huh... You know what I mean? Like quite surprised by it actually, and uh, I think there probably was a moment where I was like, "Am I cool with this?" And then I was like, "Yeah, it's actually pretty pretty damn clever." And um, but now it's at the stage with MP forty four where there are a couple of bits that are faked, and the, and the other one actually, which is very clever, is the is the chest windows because they spin round. And actually, I didn't know how it was achieved. I hadn't watched videos, any of that, before I got the thing in hands. And uh, there, there had been a few mid-transformation shots that Takara put out, but I was really keen to kind of, you know, not study them too much and kind of, because I, I knew it was going to be insane, the transformation. And and it's just very simple fluid engineering, because again, it's what you said, Maz, you know, the, the two sources look completely different. And if you want an Optimus Prime that looks like it is peeled out the animation, the truck looks different to the front of his chest. It's that simple, you know, around the windows. They do not look the same whatsoever. Uh, and and uh, Takari have managed it just by very simply, when the, the chest windows open, they rotate over uh, and then fold back in. So you're essentially getting the back of the doors from the truck mode in his robot mode. Um, and it's the most fluid, clever, ingenious little move. And if we're going to talk about, you know, fun transformations or... Like, um, you know, we've often talked in the past about masterpiece moments, you know, and, and that little moment of delight, something that you get in a transformation where you're just like, wow, that was one for me, I remember it straight up, like, that's really clever, you know, it's so simple, but so clever.
2: Well, the so, counter argument there is going to be that the people who are claiming that that's not as satisfying as seeing that they have created a solution that doesn't involve faux parts, and that would be their argument.
0: I don't know how else you could do it.
2: Yeah. I think my original memory of faux parts was uh Binaltech tracks. That's BT zero six, right? Yes. So that was um just that moment where you realize that they've created a screen accurate tracks chest as nothing more than sort of like an Easter egg, because nobody yeah. was expecting that. You know, Binaltech wasn't doing screen accuracy. Yeah. And then there's just this this really cool little cartoon style chest. And it was because we weren't expecting it, we weren't entitled to it. And uh, it turned up, and it was like, "Hey, that's really cool." But now it's that simple. we're all entitled to it, and suddenly we we believe that toys should be of this quality because of what they've given us, um, it can be a disappointment to some, I guess.
0: Mm. Is there Liam? Is there lots in War for Cybertron? I, I'm, I, there are a couple. Like oh there. yeah, there's
1: there's quite a lot of that now. They've they've gone that whole masterpiece route of you know using a lot of fake parts and lots of sort of sneaky bits. But then at the same time, a lot of those toys are quite simple, so they're. You know, there's not that much room. So, okay, the like the probably the worst offender is uh, Spinister, where he's got the two cockpits on his legs.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. Now I must admit, now as you as you know, I was I got Rotorstorm and I wasn't so keen on that one. I've got to say, but that's it. It didn't yeah. offend me or anything, do you know what I mean? But that was only because I felt that it looked really silly on the bottom of the vehicle mode. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't the fact that it was a fake part. It was just the fact that I thought the one cockpit hanging off the bottom of the yeah. helicopter looked, looked naff.
1: I didn't mind it because it was designed to look like the box art, the original G1 box art where he's got two cockpits on his legs. Yeah. And I've always quite liked that as a kid. So I was like, oh, that's quite a, no- I thought it was quite a novel solution of, of doing it. I mean, I get why people would be like, oh, yeah. It's yeah, fake, yeah. but it's a toy robot that costs like 15 quid, isn't it? You know what I mean? No, sure. It's, I think, I think that's one of the things that sort of gets lost sometimes when people do this. It's like, Man, you've you've got like a robot coming out of a jet or whatever. That fake cockpit isn't like the strangest thing going on here.
0: Mm. Yeah, as I say, it wasn't the fake part yeah. that bothered me with that at all. It was just it was just the actually the vehicle mode look. But I think it's it's one of those, isn't it? With a you see that with a couple of War for Cybertron toys, I think where clearly the robot mode is the yeah. priority. Um, that's been my impression anyway. Um, you know, old Ironhide's feet and stuff like that. You know, it's it's kind of they've definitely prioritized the robot mode to some degree. Um, over the alt mode and that was just one where I kind of felt that a little bit but yeah I mean it definitely looks like that comic for sure Uh, the other one that actually I've thought of recently was um, I did uh, you guys I don't think will have seen it but I did a video on Transcraft Beetle which is the new third party um, masterpiece styled Bumblebee from the Bumblebee movie so it's you know a very screen accurate toy that transforms into a Volkswagen Beetle or a certainly you know relatively faithful facsimile of one and uh it's ingenious honestly absolutely ingenious i mean you know you can watch my video plug plug but the the actual transformation as i was doing it i was like what is going to happen here and and it's it's the very simple fact that obviously on his chest you've got a very you know you've got something that looks like um the front of a volkswagen beetle except it doesn't because even in the film it's kind of you know squashed a bit and smushed and there's no way that you're going to get a screen-accurate toy with the front of the car turning into the front of the Beetle, really. Uh, maybe you will, I don't know, but it's, it's hard to imagine. And so instead, the actual chest ends up underneath the back of the car and his and the whole front of the car is in his feet and it all kind of unfolds from his feet and things like that. And it really is quite amazing. The whole, the whole robot mode essentially turns inside out. Uh, and it was just, it was like a real wow, you know, and some people aren't going to like it for sure. But for my part, I was blown away by the engineering on display and the creativity. I just thought, absolutely amazing.
2: It's surely a rod that we've all created for our own backs by insisting on screen accuracy. They wouldn't need to do it if it wasn't. You would just have the front of the car as the design is very clearly trying to tell you that the front of the car has ended up as his chest you would just have the best that toy engineering could achieve using the actual front of the car if we weren't all such sticklers for screen accuracy as we have been in the recent past.
0: Yeah. I guess that's the point, isn't it? Is that if you were going to design a new Transformers toy from the ground up, new character, you wouldn't there wouldn't be any fake parts on it, would there? Because there'd be no need for it necessarily because you're not trying to reference something that wasn't a toy originally. Right. That, you know, from the far-flung flung past or whatever. Um, you'd just make a new toy design that could turn into whatever it was supposed to be and the parts would move in the way that they were supposed to, I guess.
2: That's actually quite a lovely homage to G One Bumblebee, isn't it, that the front ends up in the
0: feet. Mm. Yeah, it is a little bit, yeah. I've not even thought of that, but you're absolutely right. I
1: think that's it with the faux parts as well, sometimes you have to really appreciate what the engineers are doing, like the level of skill and sort of the, you know, ingenuity on display there with some of the ways they move these parts into places you would never expect them to go to get the sort of the fake parts. It's incredible. And its I think it's quite underappreciated what they've done to give basically what the fans have been asking for for years, this constant drive toward accuracy.
0: I 100% agree with that. And actually, I would go one step further and say that for me, I don't know, I don't know how many movie Bumblebee movie toys there are out there of that character, but can you imagine if they all transformed in exactly the same way? Do you know what I mean? Like the, the chest just becomes the front of the car and off you go. It'd be kind of boring wouldn't it uh, for me there was something really different with this one just being like holy cow you know like it's 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 going off on its own complete tangent here and almost going around the houses to achieve a pretty decent result and um yeah it's not only clever it's that's more fun to me because it's more creative it's more unexpected and just a bit different i like seeing those solutions that was
1: so much of the fun of what brings you into transforms in the first place is discovering the transformations isn't it for the first time it's mm. all quite exciting And I think that's what you get when you get different variations of the same design, like the many different Bumblebees and stuff like that, is how different they are and how they approach it in different ways. And it's just quite exciting to discover a new version every now and again.
0: So playing Devil's Advocate, just to kind of wrap this one up, is there ever a situation in which either of you uh, chaps would consider fake parts not appropriate for Transformers toys?
1: No, not really.
2: I would say if the actual inclusion of the fake parts was to the detriment of how fun a toy is to handle. Because your question was originally, do fake parts make bad Transformers? Well, a bad Transformer, I guess, is one that's not fun. It's not fun to play with. It's not fun to pick up and enjoy. And if the fake parts have the degree to which they've gone to to incorporate them has actually made made it a a negative experience to handle the figure, then
0: maybe so. Mm. Very very good explanation, there you go, nice.
1: See, now that's made me rethink things because a lot of the sort of modern masterpieces and stuff I'm not keen on, like Hound, because of, and a lot of it's the hoops they've jumped through to get that accuracy, and I never really thought of it like that.
2: That's one thing, it's like hoops jump through to obtain accuracy, so therefore, therefore certain parts need to move that you'd rather not move, and it's kind of like, oh, that wasn't yeah. fun. Uh, but if it's actually the sole inclusion of, hey, he's got a different grill underneath his this that and the other and that makes it unpleasant to extract that grill that i think is a bit more of a niche complaint than just for example i'm thinking of very simple things like on some of the masterpiece toys or third party figures there were certain very thin panels that you may have had to compress or fold over just to make it a bit more accurate looking and the actual act of doing that was a real stress point and Mm. an unpleasant experience you think to yourself I'd really rather not have to do that just for the sake of this, then that is not something that's adding to the experience of handling this toy. But it might look great on a shelf as a result. I mean, that spotter backpack, for example, on, uh, it's hideous. on fans' toys. That one bit that rolls, I mean,
1: that one tiny bit.
2: Yeah, okay, it achieved, it achieved the thing of making it a bit more compact, but if you never, ever
0: want to handle that figure yeah. again, was it worth it, yeah, chaps? yeah. yeah. But that's, as you say, that's kind of its own topic, isn't it? That's, that's, if anything, that's screen accuracy. Mm. And to what degree, you know, it kind of influences things like design, transformations, all of that clobber. Whereas this is, as you said, Maz, it's very specifically just, you know, does the inclusion of like a fake grill equal bad transformation and I, I agree i don't think it does
2: only if you've defined transformation as 100 percent reuse of vehicle mode parts in robot mode parts and therefore the designer has solved a puzzle yes. a design puzzle and therefore deserves full appreciation that's yeah i guess it's like it um
0: way. it's not the same thing but it's like those Max uh, combaticons isn't it they set out with the goal of no parts forming. That's what they. Uh, that's what they said they would do. And so there, if there was an element of parts forming, you would be a bit like, eh, you know, okay, you've not achieved that. So yeah, I guess if, I guess if a designer said we won't use fake parts to transform, you know, a masterpiece Optimus Prime, and then they did, then yes, that would be a bit erroneous. Actually, the only one I can think of that I was less keen on, or maybe didn't work for me so much in recent memory, was um, one of the Stunticon sets, the DX9 set, their Motor Master, which is the one with the motor master-er. you know the, <laughs> yeah exactly motor master 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 <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, the, it's the the extremely long motormaster. uh it's a fun toy actually like i will say despite all the ridiculousness of the alt mode and that it is a fun toy but and the transformation is actually quite good fun but the it inevitably has a lot of fake parts as any motor master masterpiece style motormaster will um and uh yeah the the that's the one for me of the 3 that we've had where you can obviously see that the shins are the front of the cab you know mm-hmm. and then you've got a small cab for the feet so it's very obvious when you look at it and when you it's one of those when you when you see it you can't unsee it so then you're just seeing this tiny little cab feet next to this massive cab shin and it's bizarre honestly and they So hang
2: on not only do you get like extra length in vehicle mode like extra trailer part you also get extra cab parts
0: oh yeah yeah. yeah. so then it's motor yeah,
2: yeah. motor master master <laughs> uh
0: yes i guess so so <laughs> I, this was one that actually made me laugh because um i posted a picture of the fans toys one and uh, i mistransformed it and it had you know instead of decompressing the the feet because the fans toys one's very clever how it transforms and so the feet kind of shrink down because bits of the cab kind of fold away to kind of shrink the cab to a smaller size if you will so that it looks right for the feet Um, but i posted it mistransformed with the huge feet like big clown Mm. feet and was just like having a laugh but someone someone replied saying that uh i can't remember exactly what they said it was ages ago now but someone replied just saying how terrible it was that modern toys couldn't capture what the g1 toys were able to do 40 years ago because the original motor master toy didn't need fake parts to get the, the feet the right size and i'm like dude it's a totally different yeah. thing it's a completely like i do i understand what you're talking about no because it's completely different do you know what i mean it's and, well and, uh,
2: g1 motor master is well renowned for having exceptionally good proportions isn't it <laughs> <laughs> right yeah exactly it's beacon
0: yeah exactly and it's I, I just thought it was such a funny thing and can you imagine that like if you wanted that cab to be the same size as your mp10 in in truck mode or whatever how big the Motormaster <laughs> robot would be you know we just have massive feet massive right. conkers. <laughs> you, yeah. you either get massive feet or you get i mean how big would if if one of if his feet were the size of mp10 in truck mode how tall would that be i guess it would be as big as the combined mode almost yeah i mean it's just ridiculous you'd be talking about like a like a 20 something inch toy at least so uh, to me, it was just one of those where it was like I think I ca- I kind of started replying, and then I think there were you know some replies. But after a while, I was like, Ugh, whatever, man. <laughs> you you <laughs> I mean, realised like, what you were doing with your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, realised yeah. where the time in exactly. your life was going. You, you do yeah, kind of get to that, 100%. don't you? Where you just think, "There's, there's, I don't need to convince you here. You either, you either agree with me or you don't. I don't mind." Dislike, yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah. Now that's that's the solution. Now just whopping a dislike. I have done it since actually. I have. I, have... I knew you'd come around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm two, two, only two or three, but just where I'm like, someone's left a particularly negative comment on something that I like, and I'm like, oh, I, can't, I really can't be arsed with this i'll just drop a dislike and move on that's fine why does your love hurt so much sixo yeah exactly i know you ask yourself <laughs> that all the
1: time <laughs> you know we're both going to be asking you once we're finished up here
0: oh what did you dislike tell us tell us <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't know if i can remember now i'll have to seek it out you've and
1: done I that know. much disliking you can't remember any of them only on your post liam
0: don't worry
2: well <laughs> you know how twitter's got like tweets tweets and replies likes should just be a dislikes tab just what's that person dislikes? yeah that would be, be funny,
0: oh, yeah, be think really funny. <laughs> what a 6-0 dislike this week the transformers will return after these messages okay well it's uh, time for our sponsor segment so we're uh, we're in that that bit of the pod where we have a look at tfsource.com and see what they've got in stock uh, this week that sort of caught quarter eye, or kind of you know fancy a bit of a look at, and uh, loads of stuff at the moment. Most of it from ex Extransbots, actually. I think <laughs> so, it's just taken whole... over the page. Oh man, it's 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 insane! It's insane how much stuff they've got out at the moment. I mean, I'm not complaining at all. I'm well up for all of it. What? Well, you say got out, didn't you? Just write an article about how yeah. much stuff they've got on pre-order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I, I got it up to. You know, I got, I counted it. The time of writing that article, it was forty-seven pre-orders that were available for their stuff and then it went up because they released another six but then it went down because they released two items so it's kind of at the moment i think it's 51 at the moment which is just i mean 51 toys do you reckon their offices have those like uh, live active graphs and bar charts and figures (laughs) like up for everyone we're ahead chaps yeah, exactly, they probably do, they must do One down, 51 to go <laughs> Yes, exactly I mean, just keeping up with that many projects in development is just its mad, mad oh, to think so. He's
1: just
2: designed six more car bots. So just Get the Motormaster out but it's got no arm,
1: get it out Big shins, yeah, big exactly. feet. <laughs> Yeah,
0: get some lazy faux parts in there, that'll yeah. sort it <laughs> <laughs> Call it a day <laughs> It's, it's Friday, damn it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. But anyway, what what's catching your, your, your guys' eyes at the moment? Anything on there?
2: Well, actually, yes. Looking at it. I mean, okay. I mean, I, I'm not the biggest fan of X-Transport stuff. But they've gone and done a yellow Ferrari 512BB, haven't they? They've done a yellow they overdrive. Have. I mean, that's... That's just uh, that's going to be extraordinarily hard to resist. They've actually
0: done two. They've done two yellow
2: overdrives, and the other one with the racing livery. Goodness, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's uh, it's a beaut, absolute beaut. I really hope the final because we haven't even seen their original, original, their initial, I should say, omnibot designs in toy form yet. So (laughs) this is the mad thing. They're onto
2: the second repaint of the thing they haven't even made. Right. I think I think there's. uh,
0: I think it might be the overdrive mold. Yes, mm. the Overdrive mod. They've now got four versions of it up for pre-order. That's spectacular. They've not even released. Have they amazing. released one yet? Nope, none of them. So it's absolutely mad. So uh, yeah, you can pre-order four versions of that toy, without even having the first have one. They, have there. they got our versions up uh, yet?
1: The uh, glove box and friends.
0: <laughs> oh wow! Ah oh, man, I you know what? I, I I might have to write to them. I actually know I know the designer for XTB um, a little bit. I might have to write to them and say, "Oh, mate, you know, have a word."
2: <laughs> Look, I do not need to be a fan of that company's product. Don't do that. Okay, because do I will it. not do be it. able do to it. resist a you'd neon have to get pink a overdrive. Yeah.
0: You'd have to get it. Damn you'd it. have to get you'd have to I'm gonna have Imagine a Imagine the like the mini
1: we could do talking about like the uh, inception of glove <laughs> yeah. box
0: sunproof and I'll send them an email and I'll say Maz really would like it if you made these toys. Like they've ever cared what Maz wanted. No, well, that's a whole other topic. We'll, yeah. we'll do that in the third party episode yeah. <laughs> That's for another day. But uh, what? So apart from X-Transbots, what else is up there? Liam, anything for you? Um, I'm, I'm a little bit out of touch. I've just been following the latest Legacy toys. Are they on
1: there? Yes, they are. Lift Ticket is up there still. I like that. I thought Maz would like that. Bulkhead?
2: I love the idea of it, and I love that they've basically used the same wrecker font on the side of the car, but then the hands just sticking out behind the wheels almost taunting you kind but of you, you can take like them like off hand motion, they just and slide
1: it, off something. like the original toy yeah i suppose that's fair
2: and you know what M- maybe it would be complete hypocrisy to complain about that in light of the subject we've <laughs> <Yeah>. just been <laughs> discussing right <laughs> so-, so you know what let them be there it's fine it's great enjoy
0: do, would you think it was lazy
2: <laughs> do you know what i have to admit that's where my mind went
0: Ooh, it's true. This, it, this happens. It happens. We, we all have varied opinions on things, don't we? <laughs> it's like Haha, I couldn't find anywhere better to put it. You know, <laughs> it's just sticking out. All of the legacy stuff is up on their site now. So yeah, I'm just looking at the page. So they've got the old um, uh, laser Optimus Prime. That looks they've tremendous. Got, uh, kickback. That that is a
2: that looks a beautiful. It does absolutely look really nice. well up for that. And a, and a scourge yeah, yeah. or a black
0: convoy repaint. They've yes, done that please. thing. They've yeah, where
1: they've. Happen. It doesn't look like they've cheaped out anywhere on it.
0: You know, it looks complete. From the lower half down it is just Earthrise Optimus, isn't it? Both. Well there
2: we go, <laughs> that's what they cheaped out. Which means that it's really combinable silver
0: yeah. yeah, exactly. All drains lead to the ocean. <laughs> 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 and goes, what is little... triple
2: takeover if not a drain
0: <laughs> right yeah it's my little nugget for the day uh but then they've got that new skids they've got the drag strip they've got all of it the uh, the prime rc the the bulkhead that split the internet i mean god you took <laughs> controversial opinions of that bulkhead yeah, right that's but you what...
2: know what you just stick another bulkhead on the end of it and it's a bendy bus <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is a it's bendy wonderful bus. It, just, it made me not laugh, that's the wrong thing. I sound a bit insensitive if I say that made me laugh, all that bulkhead malarkey. But I was, because I had no real but, skin but in the game. you are laughing. <laughs> no, <laughs> only, that's what you <laughs> did. Made him continue to laugh. <laughs> right, yeah. still chuckling at everybody's misery. No, it was only because I got no real skin in the game with the whole thing, because I really like you know Transformers animated bulkhead, and I love the Transformers Prime version as well. That's all good for me. But I also kind of like the creativity of what they've done with this version, yeah. and I think as a as a G oneified bulkhead, it's kind of cool. I don't know. I kind of like it. I get that people are all like, we you know don't just want G one all the time, and I am actually quite sympathetic to that. I think that's a fair point. But um, this particular one, I thought it was. All I right. thought it was great. I
1: thought it was you know is it just a nice little update? And I know people say like G one oneified, but it's not really, is it now? Because it's just modern transformersified. Because it's what transformers tend to look like bendy that. bulkhead
0: yeah and you think like it's bendy I bulkhead think they did say didn't they that that was what they tried to do though was make it g one. yeah
1: but that's what i mean that that's what modern transformers sort of look like now isn't it and we ne- we would never have had a g1 bulkhead so it is new and different and just... oh, i look forward to g1 lockdown
0: oh that'll be cool well maybe maybe they'll do yeah. it why not why not so uh, also for pre-order at the moment actually one thing that i am very excited about is the ocular max protector bots uh the first of those their first aid is up. Can't wait for that. Really into that. And presume that's on no one, no one else's radar, just mine. No, no, no the no.
1: first aid. I wouldn't bother with any of the others, but I think I would get the first aid because it looks great.
0: I would say actually that those guys, if it's the same as the Combaticons that they did, they're they're great yeah. toys individually. They all look
1: fantastic. It's just there's something special yeah. about first aid. I think it's because everyone seems to have owned about forty of them as a kid.
0: It's the it's. The, do you think it's the episode as well, the Ultimate Weapon episode, uh, where he has um as his little moment you know his, his, his pacifist moment and quits and all of that does that ring a bell for you that was what it was for me with the character
1: yeah he's quite iconic isn't he he's one of those characters that sort of i don't know it sort of leaps out doesn't he everyone seems to love first aid he's been given some um some damn fine attention by writers down the years yeah he's got a lovely design His like g1 design is beautiful it's just very blocky but really nice with it van man, van man.
0: <laughs> he's, he's a white van man he's man in van
1: all <laughs> going to be scratching his butt crack.
0: <laughs> wow, that could be the third party name—just butt crack. There you go. Anyway, that's been our TF Source sponsor segment for the day. Very professional as always. Classy as though. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh You've got to assume that they're listening to this and perfectly happy with the content. I don't know, but uh, uh but yeah, absolutely. Do check out TFSource.com for all your Transformers and third party needs. Absolutely, tons of stuff up there at the moment. Loads of great third-party masterpiece stuff if that's your jam loads of great legacy stuff all up for pre-order still you can even stuff like the lift ticket and things like that which have been quite hard to find uh, i believe you know from various sources so yeah check them out now tfsource.com we now return to the transformers Okay, so we're going to move on to our third topic now of the evening, which is uh, probably an interesting one following on from the sponsor segment that we've just done. But it's sort of semi-related anyway. It's third party uh, and specifically, uh, you know, third party toys, Transformers toys, or if you want to call them Transformers toys, are they uh, good or bad for Transformers? They are once, twice, three times a party. Uh there we go. <laughs> I knew that would come up. It's a funny old name, in it, third party, all of that. But uh, yeah, I'm not so much worried about are they good toys, because I'm sure everybody has their opinions on that. But you know, there are good, there's good and bad third party toys. Uh, but but more, what they do, you know, are they wrong? Let's put it that way, or, or like, are they morally wrong? are they bad for transformers are they the most evil thing ever or are they actually helpful in some ways you know kind of by bringing people in and things like that where they maybe wouldn't be interested otherwise so thoughts opinions
2: i don't think there's enough time left in the episode to cover all of that but
1: that feels like a whole episode <laughs>
0: that's a lot of meat, meat between your buns there so. <laughs> all right Shall i pick a different <laughs> a lot of meat between, shall i pick a different topic
1: no, no it's great yeah. it's like can't shy away from it forever
2: And all of this is staying in, by the way. I'm not losing the meat between your buns (laughs) this
1: episode, okay? (laughs) Maz is like, I've got to get a joke. I've got to have a joke. You've
0: just been waiting to talk about my buns all evening. And his meat. (laughs) And I cannot lie. (laughs) So third-party toys... (laughs) Is this still the sponsor segment? (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in here. All
2: right. Yeah. Third party toys. I remember starting out thinking that this was the most heinous offense against the brand ever. It's like, what are you people doing buying this IP ruining armchair design and for a time, super low quality product that was just shocking. I remember the first one I ever handled was the uh, KFC Microbot, which was a black perceptor alike. It was so bad. I just thought, people are paying loads for this kind of thing? And of course, at that time, it was to fill generations gaps. You know, it fills in generations toy lines. Chug. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I've had great experiences with third-party products and shocking experiences that I would never expect to have with official product. Uh, Some of the companies that I've dealt with, I don't think they bring anything to the hobby. I don't think they bring anything to the scene. Whereas others you know you get the feeling that they really want to provide what fans want and they mm. they don't at least come out as being totally self-absorbed and self-interested and and i like that they're around and i and i enjoy communicating with them uh it's a real mixed bag and it's always been a mixed bag but i guess yeah, for me personally i was completely against it and then i got into it and i started to enjoy it a lot but nowadays i really tend not to buy unofficial product not for any sort of crazy philosophical reason, but anything that brings fans into the hobby has got to be considered a good thing, right?
0: I guess that was kind of what I was thinking when you were talking there, was that I guess it depends how you see this stuff. You know, if you see it as like an IP infringing evil, you know, where it's like some sort of cash grab and that it's actually taking away from legitimate purchases that people would be making, you know. So if people are buying a i don't know a third party optimus prime in place of an official toy you know official rendition of that character then maybe that could be considered harmful but but also in some ways you could argue you know how is it any different than fan art or things that people do sell for cash as well you know if you go to conventions there are artists or online as well you know making money things like that uh, and i'm not saying that that is how it is do you know what i mean or trying to offend anybody or anything like that i'm just kind of exploring it a little bit but there, are, there are plenty of ways that people, um, I suppose, show their love, if you like, of the hobby uh, or celebrate it a little bit for for financial. But
2: what's fan art replacing? Like, if by purchasing fan art, what are you not purchasing? So- well,
0: I suppose that's true, and that is a good point. Um, I guess you could also argue that there are plenty of third party toys that are not replacing anything mm, yeah. as well. You know, plenty of designs. What are you, what are you- we doing with our Redbubble? You know, we are right. That's yeah. what I thought. If someone actually,
2: buys a T-shirt from us that has Razor Beast on it, are they then not going to spend that money on an official leggings. item of clothing?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know. Uh, but uh, no, I think it's a good point. And I think that's that's it. It's all very hypothetical, isn't it? Because I, I was just about to say that as well. as like, are you taking money away that would otherwise be spent on the brand, you know, the official, official product? Uh, and then, you know, that money is then somehow... You would like to think anyway, I'm sure a lot of it is, you know, going to various sources. But there is an element of which that money is pumped back in, uh, you know, because the better the line does, ultimately, the the more toys you're going to get and everything else. Mm. Um, but I've seen a lot of arguments about this. I, I think that I think it's probably a bit of a misnomer to think that every pound that is spent on an unofficial or dollar or whatever that's spent on an unofficial item is taking that away from the official lines, because I'm sure some of it is. But I'm just as sure that it's not it's not exactly equivalent. Do you know what I mean? People don't just set aside a particular budget necessarily and say, "Well, I will spend only this money on on toys." Or but some, some people, people do, don't they? I mean, you some have seen it on
2: forums say, "Oh, I'm going to skip MP11. I'm going to buy the third party version instead." And then that's exactly what they do. They mm. buy Meteor instead of yeah.
0: That was what I was thinking of as the counter to all of that. I think with all of this, there's a, there's, a, there's two sides to it, isn't there? So, And yes, there will be people that actively won't buy an official toy when they will buy an unofficial third-party toy instead, for sure. Uh, and that happens. You could argue that some of those people, at least, maybe wouldn't even be in the hobby, though, without unofficial toys. Do you think that's a fair fair argument?
1: Well, there are people who only buy fans' toys, aren't there? I've seen people on Facebook say they literally only buy fans toys, weirdos, but they they are out there.
0: Well, you could say then that that's no good for the official line at all, because there's nothing. there's been nothing that's brought them... Do you know what I mean? They haven't spent a single quid on official toys. So there's, it's sort of a net thing then, isn't it? I'm not it? so
1: sure about that, because if you think about that person might not have bought any Transformers stuff at all, but they're still... Related to the brand, and they're still involved in fan groups and stuff, and it all keeps interest going, doesn't it?
2: Now, if you're talking about people who are specifically only buy fans' toys only, and you're saying they're still contributing to the fan group,
1: but they're still talking about Transformers, aren't they? they they're probably they must be buying, obviously. What are they saying? Fans', fans toys rules. <laughs>
0: I know what they say. They say fans' toys wins again. <laughs> yeah. That's what they always say. Those people, They're like I like fans' toys, but you see a lot of fans' toys bros, yeah. you know, out there, and literally every comment is fans' toys wins again. FT for the win. Yeah. That's that's what they say.
2: The one fans' toys product that really made me happy was Stomp. I remember enjoying that figure to the point, and that actively fueling my enthusiasm for Transformers as a whole. Right. You know, it it didn't make me want to focus solely on fans' toys and neglect official product. Just like hmm. this is a tremendous figure. What a fantastic experience owning and having this is. Aren't toys great? You know, it had a positive effect. But you know, so much of this stuff didn't on on me as well. So
1: yeah, just I think that is the positive. Of the third part is it's not that they're taking away money from things. It's they're expanding it for people, and there's more for people to buy. And it keeps people engaged because, like you see, there'll be people buying Masterpiece stuff and they will be buying extra characters, but they're still engaged with the brand they might not otherwise have been as much. I don't know. I think it just keeps the excitement going
0: for things. I do kind of, uh, yeah, I agree with that, certainly to some extent at least, because I do think that there is an element. Masterpiece is probably the ultimate example, but you, you do see people uh, who kind of got into Masterpiece almost through third party, you know, and they wouldn't have necessarily gone down the official only route. You know, just for the characters that are available, and it's actually been the fact that you can get, you know, hulking great big combiners and things like that, that has kind of tempted them along that, and then they will buy official toys on that route as well because, you know, maybe they think the best shockwave is the official one or whatever. I don't know. But, um, so I, I do think that there is some of that, certainly. I, but there's no way to quantify any of that, really, is there? There's no way to, to monetarily know. Oh it's had a, a good or bad impact i I wonder actually if Hasbro or Takara even look at it to be honest in terms of do they consider the fine they must at but there some have point. been stories haven't yeah. there there have been
2: yeah. uh analyses where they've said, okay, we have raised the price of official product to make sure that people who spend money on this product they have to make a decision about whether they're going to buy official product or unofficial product or so basically trying to price people's budget to a point where they can't afford both. So they have to make a decision. And as a result, maybe they've taken their own product to a different level. You could also say, would Hasbro have uh, and Takara gone down the route of combiner wars and done generation sale combiners if they didn't have that insight from the third party market that there was a massive market for that? Because, you know, obviously third parties kind of, they really went there with things like Feral Rex and Ordin and, mm. you know, uh, Hercules and or, Green Giant, all that kind of stuff. They went there. People bought it up. They were popular, expensive toys. And so, you know, it's very clear that people will spend money on that. Slap an official badge on it, put some Hasbro attack magic in it as well, and you get Combiner Wars and stuff like that. And then the same with the the Direction Masterpiece has gone. Mm. Would that really be happening right now if the appetite for it wasn't tapped in some degree by third parties and they witnessed how much money was spent by collectors?
0: I 100% think that official designers are looking at third-party toys from time to time do you know what i mean in some capacity or whatever i would i think you'd be silly to think that they're not do you know what i mean that they must be aware of it at least at the very least aware of it but they you know you look at some of the the sort of big third-party toys that have been out there over the years and then when you see an official toy that comes out and think there must be learnings in this from some of the third-party efforts or or whatever. I'm sure there are times where they look at third-party stuff and they think, "Wow, well, we could do so much better." Do you know what I mean? I'm sure mm, there's that. Absolutely, I'm sure there is that. But and they have, yeah, and and they have, and 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 you know, in the case of Takara and Masterpiece, I would say very often they consistently do. Do you know what I mean? They they often, and that's, you know, as a I'm a big third-party guy. You know, I, mean, I love third-party stuff, but often the official toys just have something about them or whatever. Uh, not all the time, but often, and uh, but still, I think they must be aware of it and looking at what's going on or whatever, uh, you know. And, and maybe it is that maybe they do make some decisions based on what's been popular and things like that. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I think there was a there was a time in history when I remember distinctly, I was getting samples of to- high end third party stuff, and then Masterpiece would do something along the same lines, and I'd hold them in my hands and I'd go, "Here's bad cube." Uh, sun-, sun, Surge? sun Surge, okay, not sun-chode. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Sun I was going to say you call it <laughs> Sun <sun-chode. laughs> Yeah, yeah, whatever. Sun Yeah, and then, you know, I remember being quite happy with Sun Surge eventually, but then Sunstreaker came along and I thought, that is comprehensively a different thing. Uh, yeah. But then also, uh, I realized Masterpiece got to a level of complexity with things like Megatron, which I've absolutely adored. And then I received like Fans Hobbies Overlord and thought that is simplicity at this scale and aesthetic. And my God, this thing is fantastic. You know, I will go to that before I go back to Megatron. But it was a complementary thing. It wasn't a replacement thing. So yeah, you know, it it, it was uh, really obviously in one direction at one point, but then also I think it kind of evolved that whole comparison between the two of them.
0: Yeah, I think in a way third party has sort of found its niche again in a funny kind of way like i don't know not everything you know you're still getting your you know your same characters done over and over but there are the the way that third party has gone it has become more experimental where official lines are not always you know because you are seeing you know i'm thinking about some of the third party stuff that i own that is i think very very creative you know stuff like that Uh, rolling thunder optimus prime yeah well i'd never expect to see an official toy of that you know certainly not with all the metal and features it's got and you know the way that it's made it's like a true one-off thing it's a real beauty but that to me is like top tier third party stuff you know and that's that's the kind of thing where i think the scene does it really well because it's just it's something that you don't even know that you want you know but when it arrives you're like Wow, you know, Wei Jiang so
2: cool. Commander. I mean, I know Wei Jiang got busted, but that M01 right. Commander. That was cool. It's like they've taken Evasion Optimus Prime, made it huge, made it more complicated and complex, and then it's just wow. You know, that was a yeah. real incredible wow moment of that's that's a great thing to do and what execution.
0: Definitely. I mean, that that obviously strays into a kind of another topic of knockoffs yeah. and things, yes, but I totally. suggest that we, we don't go there tonight. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think that's its whole... That's like a, another league, isn't it, of, of, of debate and everything. But that is something that we should come back to another time, for sure, uh, about knockoff specifically. But yeah, I mean, that I would almost say you couldn't really call that thing a knockoff. More of a kind of inspiration, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of, of another source. I don't know. It's, um, and yet super- still,
2: at its core, theft.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah, Do you, it, it is, isn't it? And all of it is IP theft. That's the yeah. thing. And well, you
2: got to ask yourself: Are you a thief, buddy?
0: Are, are you asking me specifically? Oh, don't
2: we know? Just all ask ourselves, really, and what right, you buy. right. right Are you supporting theft? You know,
0: it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Because because yeah, you you are to some extent you are supporting IP theft, I guess. But then yeah. there is also the argument that actually, if Hasbro wanted to at any stage. They, yeah, you know, Autocara. They could just shut this all down. Do you know what I mean? And there's been no real suggestion. There's the whole Wei Jiang thing, of course, and fans toys. I think mm-hmm. evidently had a bit of a bit of grumble or whatever. But there's always been this kind of feeling that all is okay, or kind of you know, un, it's all kind of accepted, isn't it, to some degree, as long as these people don't fly too close to the sun with it. And mm-hmm. um, I think in Fans Toys' case, there was some suggestion that they just got two on the radar. Do you know what I mean? They they, they
1: they were doing a lot of stuff that was deliberately replacing Hasbro stuff, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think, wasn't there a thing with their Grimlock head mm. that they made? Um, and was it uh, a couple of shops were asked not to stock it because it looked very similar to the official toy? TF Nation or oh,
1: Assembly, right. I think there was a Hasbro employee was there, wasn't they?
0: Looking for those. Uh, okay, is that right? Mm. So mm, Interesting. But yeah, I, it it is a total grey area, um, and some people won't see it as a grey area. Some people just see it as a no. Area.
2: I imagine they will see it as people like us maybe just convincing ourselves that it's a grey area and trying to justify what we've supported, maybe now in the past. And you know, I have to admit, there's an element of that. For really, uh, for really wanted to be strict and black and white about it, I, w- I would never spend a penny on third party products. I don't these days, but you know, I have. But then I used to buy stolen test shots too. So.
1: Wow, I suck. You're the thief. I'm the worst. Little Icelandic police coming around for you now. That's it.
0: So to get back to the topic, then is it legitimately bad for the brand? No. I I would say no because I don't think the brand has
2: ever been stronger. Yeah. I don't. I'm not saying that as a result of third party, but you know.
1: And you can see how much of it has been shaped by third parties right. now by the direction it's gone with collectors and things like that like the character choices the obscurity now that the, we, we always used to say they'll never do that wasn't it? it was combiners was always one they'll never ever go back to doing combiners like that again and then they did it and it, power dashes everything like that all these different characters that i don't think you'd have ever seen mm. if they hadn't noticed the appetite on they would be fan sites or so they will be seeing all these third party headmasters, things. yeah headmasters. all of this and i think i think that's what they will—they will obviously have been looking at. It. They're obviously aware of it because we've seen it in official photos, haven't we? We've seen like in designers' backgrounds. We've seen third-party toys on shelves, like uh, mm-hmm. remember the Ultra Magnus upgrade kit was always in one of the designers. Oh, officers it was wasn't it yeah yes, there was a out. picture
0: of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for sure so it's always but that, there that there person
2: was. was summarily
0: executed so i don't know <laughs> <Yeah. That> was, <laughs> right that was worth never that. seen he started fan yeah. toys but i i kind of agree i honestly think that it's it's a fair point isn't it without access to numbers and without really getting a peek behind the curtain and knowing what discussions are had you know the fact that the brand is doing seemingly better than ever you know and putting out all kinds of wonderful product there are
2: lots of happy people around hmm.
0: yeah exactly everyone's getting what they want so there's never been more appetite for transformers. And that's why they're unhappy there's, <laughs> yeah there's never but there's never been more appetite as there? there's there's more transformers toys year on year than certainly any of us can keep up with and yet the third party scene continues to go arguably from strength to strength as well do you know what i mean and and, and you see more new third parties popping up all the time uh, you know, the, people often talk about the third-party bubble. Will it burst? I've seen no sign of that. Do you know? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it, it hmm. strikes me that, you know, the whole thing's still continuing apace. You know, you've had yeah. individual companies struggle, like Make Toys and things like that, but it's it's still going. Do you know hmm. what I mean?
1: I do think there has been a negative, and I think that has been with the way it's shaped what Hasbro and Takara do, because I do think Transformers now has pivoted a bit too much to being adult and collector focused and rather than for kids and i think in some ways that probably my my controversial opinion on transformers i think it's being drowned and strangled by adult collectors really because that's mostly what it is now and i think we're kind of losing that fun and imagination and it's becoming very much a case of not just g1 but very you know targeted it is not kids anymore
2: Yeah, yeah yeah you gotta you gotta love things like robots in disguise 2015 for not being that yeah you've got to love lines like that for giving us a robot lobster car and things like that you know and a
1: moose and a wolf but i mean right. but you look at how those things are sort of derided like by the well the i suppose the adult fandom but it, they just don't seem to catch on in that same way and it does a lot of times you, when you look at the way those toy lines are marketed and stuff it doesn't feel like it has the same focus as everything else does now like mm-hmm. it once would have and,
0: and do you think that's as a result of third party in some way do you think the third party kind of pushed or accelerated maybe that that adult orientated aspect i do
1: because i think like i was saying earlier i think it caused it wasn't the only thing but it's a factor where hasbro saw where there was a lot of money by going for collectors so now you're getting all the lines you see in shops it's mostly generations isn't it and you'll see some cyberverse Mm. stuff or whatever but you've you've lost that like we would have had the old rid or the armada Unicron trilogy all of those things prime where they were the focus and it's it's instead that like cyberverse feels like like the backseat passenger doesn't it rather than yeah. like masterpiece and all these things i think that stemmed from third party stuff sort of dragging it in that direction it's not their fault but it's like masterpiece no, and all no, no, of
0: that I so totally see what you're saying i i had to laugh recently with the whole the reveal about i think it was lift ticket actually talking yeah. about that one again that really made me chuckle because it is at the heart of it. It's a children's toy, because of the way it's been sold. Will it ever make it into the hands of any children? No. Are any children going to own that that red hoist? Do you know what I mean? Actually, how many? Because it's you know it's it's being sold in relative uh, you know sort of scarce quantities yeah. or whatever. Seemingly, it's it's an exclusive. You Mr. Know, being... Sixo, yes. Dire
2: clones are not for children.
0: <laughs> right, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's adult collecting one hundred and one here but uh but you know it's just a, it's a funny old thing isn't it mm. because it's it's a, it is a homage to a toy from 40 years ago but still fundamentally it's a kids toy yeah but it's not really going to make it into the hands of many children so it's it, i'm not saying that's bad i'm just saying it's a it's a thing that occurred yeah, to me
1: yeah because you look at something like generation
2: it's the thing that occurred to me it's never going to make it into children's hands forty year old toy
1: forty year old toy man the ice has frozen him off, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, wow. But nice vocal cords. <laughs> but yeah, with the generations, it's a ostensibly it's a children's toy line, but it's never marketed as such, is it? And it's like that. Yeah. And you even see the way people react to it online, and it's very grown up, isn't it? It's so much criticism all of the time. That's where it all seems to come from. <laughs>
2: yeah, grown up is the first phrase that came to mind when I think of the criticism yeah. <laughs> of those toy lines. But I mean
1: it's adults, isn't it? It's it's, it's not children talking about these toys. And is <laughs> it that... It's... Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on their birth certificates
0: right well we're kind of getting into a whole other area here i fear but let's let's answer then let's definitively answer the topic at hand so third party good or bad for the brand what do we rumble oh oh okay I'll let me put it another way third party is it bad for the brand no not today okay that's fine i can accept that
1: I thought Maz was going to have to phone a friend then to find out. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> ask the audience. But no, there's, uh, I think it's it's a very difficult topic, isn't it? Let's be fair. And there are nuanced, probably two, two yeah, very heavily nuanced, and lots of shades of of grey or whatever colour you want to think of it as. Of as you know, but uh, it's, it's just it's, lots it's, of shades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of shade. Definitely lots of shade. Lots of
1: positives, some negatives. You know, it's a lot of. That, isn't that? Yeah
0: there are definitely some negatives and some of which Maz touched on at the start and uh, we'll we'll do a, we'll do third party as another topic another time i'm sure we can really kind of get into some of the the curios of the third party unofficial yeah, scene some of the heroes yeah. and villains yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have you got your little your little storybook just waiting to go didn't you some of the the tales from the third party review scene but that's for another day So, we're going to do one last final quick debate, hopefully a quick one, <laughs> knowing us. But uh we're going to we're going to keep it light and breezy with this one, but uh hopefully an easy one to solve, but it's the well, it's another uh, question related to G1 fiction, specifically the 1986 Transformers movie, and it's another hotly contested topic. It's the identity or the original identity, I should say of the characters Cyclonus and Scourge. Because, of course, they are presented in the film as you see all the dying-stroke-dead Decepticons kind of floating. And it, and really, we don't know if they're dying or dead at that stage. They might all be dead. But they're flying you know, through space. Unicron picks them up. You see the whole reformatting sequence, and then you get Scourge and two sweeps that are presented in the frame. And you get Cyclonus and a second Cyclonus referred to as Armada, his Armada. Who's never seen again. But the big question has always been which Decepticons were turned into these characters. And does it matter? So thoughts on that one, lads? I think it does matter a little bit. Okay.
2: Because if you think of the theme of the movie is losing all of your old friends. And then you get a bunch of new friends. (laughs) Maybe some of them didn't even get toys. Wow. the whole thing, right? I never thought of that. And if, you know, if you're like me, I loved those jets and those cone heads and Starscream, Thundercracker Skywars. Bad enough we lost Starscream that way. That that hurt. And then what you get is you get Thundercracker and Skywarp. You know, and it's just fixed in your mind from years of, you know, Transformers, Sunbow, Hasbro, Doctoring, and then they get turned into minions again. And they were always a lot more loyal than Starscream were, Thundercracker and Skywarp. And I just think it's the natural direction to go well obviously those two prominent goons became the next range of prominent goons but uh you know when when you look at the footage it's like it's pretty obvious it's not the case i know you just have to come to terms with the fact that skywarp became the dude in the
0: background that it disappears and he's gone sorry yeah, guys yeah, skywarp's yeah. gone I know, the the purple and the cool purple one. The yeah. Insecticons, yeah. that's health, yeah. of
1: all the characters to become minions as well. It's the Insecticons who are like the rebels all the way through the cartoon, aren't they?
2: Right, but Bombshell was a, was a proper little git. Yeah. Wasn't he? he wasn't just like falling in line. So They course, were always you know,
1: working to awful kind awful of characters. undermine Megatron, weren't they? And, you know, yeah. four as well. And then he mm. becomes like super
2: loyal Cyclonus, mm. which is what Skywarp was at the very start of Transformers cartoon. Mm. He yeah. was the one who revived Megatron and he was there and, you know.
0: He was there, man. <laughs> I actually think that this wouldn't be a debate. I think people would be happy if Bombshell was Scourge and the Insecticons were the sweeps or whatever. I don't know. No, no. Then and, I would
2: have been sad because we would have lost Thundercracker.
0: But I, I, Yeah. But I think I think if Thundercracker and Skywarp had become Cyclonus and the Armada, maybe that would be different somehow. Yeah. yeah. I don't
2: know. I never ever thought of that. See, that yeah. That would if make the, sense. If the
0: Seekers had become the Cyclonuses, C- Cyclonus Psy and if the, the Insecticons yeah. had become the the Scourge and Sweeps, maybe there would have been some distinction there. But it's random, isn't it? It's totally random. So, I mean, for the record, in the footage, what you see is Thundercracker becoming Scourge in the yeah. front of the frame, assuming yeah. that is Scourge. I mean, if you
2: were going to visually communicate this yeah. as an artist, you Pretty couldn't clear. make it clearer, <laughs> could you? Let's you put name tags above them. The arrows. intent is,
0: is totally clear, The blue one sure. becomes the blue the, one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. see, so that's
2: where you start getting it. No, but of course, you know, Bombshell's got a bit of purple on him as well. Yeah, carry on, carry on.
0: Six so five. yeah, and then and then Kickback and Shrapnel become sweeps, seemingly. Uh, Bombshell becomes Cyclonus because
2: he's right S- there in front. He's, he's the he's the, the furthest loop. towards the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, he's got I'm, a bigger so. flex on.
0: Yeah, he's, he does it. He does the big flex. He does the yeah. muscles, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Skywarp uh, becomes Armada. Yeah. who then is l- legit never seen again. Yeah. I mean, that dude's gone.
2: I think it's just too jarring to imagine that little Bug Bombshell becomes this legendary warrior Cyclonus who is made of loyalty and logic and sense and awesomeness. It's just hard to con- reconcile those two So things. is that
0: why this is still a topic? Yeah I, think people, so. yeah, I think so. Because people be. can't get over the idea that the character that they're less keen on becomes the really cool character in the next season. Because Bombshell was never really a fan favorite, was he?
2: No, and, and he's not the one you associate with a super sleek and sexy black and purple flying mega jet, is he? It's just,
0: nah. So, would you? what would your preference have been then, Maz, to see to see Thundercracker as Scourge and Skywarp as Cyclonus? Is it the Skywarp becoming Cyclonus bit that's like the real point for you?
2: I don't, I was never even that keen on Skywarp because Skywarp is obviously a div. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and Bombshell isn't. It just makes more sense, doesn't it? Like, Bombshell isn't a div, and but surely, you know, Cyclonus isn't a div. But
1: surely Skywarp being Armada makes sense, because Armada just disappears like Skywarp would. He probably just like popped out of he somewhere teleported else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> teleported out of the movie. Noped right out yeah. of there.
0: <laughs> Noped out of there,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess I just wanted those guys to still be in it in some way. That beneath it, it's still them. Just like beneath Galvatron, it's still kind of Megatron. He's kind of wanted Thundercracker and Skywarp to still be there. Mm. But that's I really that. like really I get that thin and flimsy reasoning. Like, it's really clear from the visual presentation of those scenes who's yeah. who, like no doubt.
0: Liam, do you have a preference?
1: No, not really. I remember as a kid trying to figure it out, but I was never that bothered. Yeah, I was more yeah. like just like, oh, new toys, new characters, and they've gone new toys. It, it wasn't until I got became an adult, and I remember like started to get into the fandom and stuff. I remember people being like, really, man, planted flags on hills over who it had to be, and I was like. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: it causes so much disagreement, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just one of those where people are like willing to present their their TED talk or whatever <laughs> yeah. about why, why, <laughs> why <laughs> there's an alternative explanation for some of it and like little visual yeah. clues or references. But I think it is pretty clear who's who. Yeah. Mm. I guess the bigger question is then: is does it matter actually? Because like if they're yes, you could argue that. You know, Megatron becoming Galvatron is an important thing because he's the leader, and there are some clues later on that actually he's retained memories and things like that. You know, but never that never happens with Cyclonus and Scourge, does it? There's never any indication. They're so different. They're so new. There's never any clue, even even a smidge of a hint that they remember anything from from before. Oh
1: no, Cyclonus. He says something in one of the episodes, doesn't he? He makes a reference to his his past not as a particular character but he makes he says something where it suggests that he remembers the past
2: oh i don't remember that i, I, I could be, be wrong but i could
1: I have sworn i was re-watching one recently and he just said something about you know very briefly as if he, you you okay. sure it
0: wasn't judd nelson <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was a haunted toilet
0: one of liam's dreams yeah judd nelson and a toy toilet and <laughs> cyclonus was there and he said this thing and yeah it yeah. probably was to be fair. Uh, <laughs> He'd probably eaten some pickled onion Monster Munch five minutes before. The worst flavor. He was in yeah. a, bit of a, a bit of a fever or something. I don't know. Uh, itchy head fever. Uh, but uh, no, I, I think there's no, there's no real indication that it, that it matters. So I guess that's the thing. For all we know, Unicron just used them as, as like, I don't know, reject parts essentially. Yeah, maybe they, they were it? all dead They're and things. he
2: injected existing personalities into them. Couldn't do it to Megatron because he was still sort of alive. So he got this weird hybrid right. with Leonard Nimoy's excellent voice. God, it's a great movie, wasn't it? it oh, I don't care
1: what
0: anyone says. F- yeah. What a wonderful,
1: piece amazing of movie.
0: Cartoon art that movie is. I tell you what's not up for debate is that, what you've just yeah. said right there, because mm. you, you're spot on, my friend. Absolutely. Matters
1: first right opinion.
0: I know. Okay. I will treasure that one.
2: And on that bombshell. <laughs> boom, boom,
0: okay, so definitive. <laughs> Say right uh, past it. I'm just yeah, I'm just gonna segue past that one. Honestly, I'm just like nope, noped out of that one. Oh. Uh so on that uh, horrific pun. Uh so let's let's set this one to bed then. So are we agreeing then? Thundercracker is scourge, kickback and shrapnel, sweeps, bombshell cyclonus, I thought warp. bombshell
2: was skywarp, didn't we agree that?
0: No bombshell is skywarp? No. Oh, I'm just gonna leave that in there. <laughs> just, you're just inventing your own fiction
2: that's <laughs> no, not the first time that's happened have, have you had <laughs> yeah, to balance
1: out the one right opinion with a wrong opinion Is that what... <laughs> yeah, as, as
0: wrong as it could get you in have to readjust the scales <laughs> yeah. you're going to cast Judd Nelson in it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway that's, uh, hopefully that's put that one to bed there you go <laughs> Okay, so that's been Controversial Opinions. Uh, maybe part one? I don't know. We've got a lot more in the tank with this one, I've got to tell you. There are no shortage of <laughs> hotly contested topics in the realm of Transformers. So if you did enjoy this uh, particular episode and topic and everything, and you would like to hear us do more, I mean, let us know on social media. Uh, you know, we're right out there. You can uh, find us on Twitter at triple underscore takeover uh same on instagram as well uh triple underscore takeover or facebook just triple takeover just all one word no underscore on that one just for a bit of a uh, bit of difference uh, so you know hit us up let us know would you like to hear more uh controversial opinions in a future episode a kind of part two if you will or whatever uh, and let us know some topics as well do you know what i mean that you'd like us to to talk about specific uh bits that we can can kind of put to, put to bed you know just really kind of get get the definitive triple takeover thoughts on that Uh, But we do have one more question for tonight, don't we, Maz? Yes.
2: uh, We have a tier where our our patrons can... I'm still calling them patrons. They can ask us a question that we will answer on the show. Uh, Before we do the question, I just want to give the typical shout-out to all of our Six O's butlers. And the list has grown again, so this is going to be an even longer list this time. So a big thank you to... Nick, Jonathan, False Logic, Howard, Dean Watts, Danny Roberts, Chris C one three seven, Andy, Cannon, Preston, Brian Fox, Chris Billy Ho, Spider Father, Adam Shoemaker, Zachary Blader, Matt, Stephen Perkins, Bad Saturday, Justin Massaro, Dave Dalrymple, Snowcrack, Julian Trombetti, Geo Kaiser, Yusufa, John Pearl, Cliff Sarus, Loxer, and Troyseph,
1: and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> exactly four, four yeah. glorious <laughs> tears.
2: And a patron question is from Julian Trombetti, and it is about the Unicorn trilogy. Do you think that Hasbro Takaro will start revisiting the Unicron trilogy more often in the future as people my age that watch the shows growing up start aging into the independent adult world? Or do you think we'll just have to keep praying for third party recreations?
1: They're already doing it. So, yes. Yes. Yes.
2: I think they will. I would be very surprised if they didn't start plundering those depths of that fiction for that generation and that age group. Yeah, Mm, for sure. I very much think it will happen.
0: I'm well up for it as well. I think it's great. Uh, that, that Legacy Metroplex is cool. That looks, that looks fun.
1: Yeah, and there's rumours, there were leaks, weren't there, of the Legacy Armada Starscream as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Mm. I'm well up for that. So. The previous
1: Generation 12, that was really good as well.
0: Yeah. Well, there was always talk, wasn't there, because they did the Armada Prime, uh, <laughs> the one, the, the grey prototype that they yeah. unveiled, and then never released. And everybody was like, when's it going to come out?
1: And they did the Cybertron Prime, didn't they, as well, recently? The Galaxy Upgrade Optimus. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they will do more, and I think legacy. Uh, it's been surprising to me that actually legacy so far has been mostly G one. But I think they'll they'll definitely. Yeah. Do. Okay, fantastic stuff. So again, you can find us on uh, Patreon, uh, Patreon dot com forward slash. Triple Takeover, uh, or as you know, yeah, it is it no? it's just Triple Takeover, isn't it? Yeah, Triple Takeover, patreon.com forward slash Triple Takeover. Check us out for our four glorious tears. Uh, already given you the other dresses, but there is also our Redbubble as well. This is a bit of a long one, but it's redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Triple Takeover forward slash explore. Uh, and there you can find all kinds of designs, some Man in Pig stuff, uh, some weirdly coloured Omnibots. Uh, lots of things like my butler Sixo's butler actually on there as well with his little white gloves bless him Uh, all on t-shirts and leggings and backpacks and all kinds of clobber so go and check that out and get yourself get yourself kitted out.
2: We actually had a a merch request recently to do some apologetic ramp merch so again you know hit us up with some ideas for merch if you want to see something from the show on a t-shirt or an apron or a pair of leggings
0: just give us a shout.
1: Christmas stockings telling you that's where the money is. All
0: right, yeah uh, uh, also worth mentioning that our sponsor just one last time tfsource.com so please do check them out for all your transforms and third party needs and uh, yeah, loads of great stuff in stock with them at the moment so lads where can, where can they find you on social media Liam?
1: I can be found as Toybox Soapbox on Instagram Twitter and Facebook. I can be found as at TFsquare1 on Instagram
2: Facebook and Twitter
0: and I'm at 6OTF on Twitter Facebook, Instagram and YouTube So that's it then the controversial opinions for today have been laid to rest. So I hope that you've enjoyed that. Let us know if you'd like us to do more in the future. And thank you very much and good night.